Hello and welcome to the 6++ Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Um, cool, so Stuart, can you hear us? Yes. Cool, there was no delay there. We're winning. No delay, Stuart, say again. Hello, Stuart, say hello. Hello, hello, hello. I'm seeing him a little delayed. Oh, I'm not. Um, Lee, is Stuart delayed for you? Um, I think he's always been slightly delayed. Just in life. <laughs> just in life. <laughs> <Just in> life. <laughs> no, he seems all right. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. <laughs> That's more neurological than it is anything else. Well, there you go. We've got a we've got a cold open for the first time in our history, oh. so that'll do. Oh, um, we gosh. can we can definitely use that. But um, I'll I'll launch us, shall I? Okay. So you uh, guys welcome, all went a ladies, bit funny there gentlemen. for me. There we go. I told you. I told you he's way off. <laughs> welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and frightened conscripts to that six plus 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 show i am your host tom and winter has come it is cold it is dark but we still have our toys in the attic to play and to paint and to talk about on the internet so that is what we're going to do today and i am joined today by our dear captain chris say hello chris hello chris chris what have you done have you have you hobbied i have I have hobbied. I, cool. For listeners of the show will know I've been working on a tree for a while. A tree. <laughs> that, that tree is nearing completion. That's very cool. Um, I'm, in fact, after this, I'm going to go and base it, and then it'll be done. And I can then move on to building Howling Banshees. Yay! I'm preparing for the inevitable... Um, <laughs> is that what this is? Yeah, okay. by thinking, you know what, I want to play a game of Warhammer where I have the Incarn and I have no idea what it's doing and my opponent has no idea what it's doing and we're going to have a great time. It so, will be really fun. The Inari train is, is a lot of fun, so I look forward to watching you ride that. Uh, it's going to be very that's fun. That's my next stuff, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, but I'm not just joined by Chris. I am also joined by Stuart. Say hello, Stuart. Hello. Hi. Have you been hobbying, Stuart? What's new in your hobby world? Uh, yes, uh, I'm hobbying on behalf of someone else at the moment, uh, which is ah. most enjoyable. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm building space dwarfs and space getting ready dwarf. to paint space dwarfs. Very nice, very Ooh. nice. And how are they to build? What are the, what are the Votan like, fresh out of the box? Yeah, they're not bad. It's not a bad set. Um, there's lots of bits, lots of gubbins, so you can, if you're like me and you you are doing all the bells and whistles and all the pouches and grenades and all that kind of stuff, then, mm-hmm. um, then it's great. But also that lends itself to the beginner that you can leave all that stuff off and leave them quite basic. Um, but still have the, the crux of the model without worrying about WYSIWYG and things like that. Very so, nice. um, yeah, I'd say that it's a good blueprint as a, a kit to be mm-hmm. able to, tune up and down the only downside is that um a lot of the arm placements are um unique to each torso right so you okay. can't there's not a lot of customization oh, yeah okay and you've got to be careful with that when that's like that i, I very easily mess those sorts of kits up okay yeah, um, and there's someone got, that's got, got natural bike. kit basher like yeah 
yeah. I started off wanting to do this hobby because I liked everything to be different, which is why I've always collected chaos. Mm. Um, so it, it does pain me a little bit to have identical models, but we'll get there. <laughs> I'll just give them a different head or helmet or something. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. There's ways around it. Yeah, I've seen a few done with um, Age of Sigma, like Fire Slayer heads, and they they actually look really mm. cool with those that could proper, be cool. yeah, proper baller on some of the fighty ones. Um, excellent. And finally, I'm also joined by our Dark Prince of Chaos, Lee. Say hello, Lee. Hello. Lee, have you done any hobbying lately? You've got a hobby I'm, desk right I'm right behind. next to my hobby space, <laughs> and on my hobby table, I have currently got another additional... 10 noise marines. Cause, More noise marines. Yeah. Like 30 wasn't enough. We need 40 uh, now. So yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? Living the noise marine dream. So does that hint perhaps at a move away from the creations of Bile towards towards the Empress Children in your near future? That was only a pit stop. The um, <laughs> It was a one-off. My brain yeah. couldn't handle running EC for LGT. So now the uh, real game's afoot. Very, very exciting. And also terrifying because EC terrify me. But that's that's very exciting. And as as for myself, I haven't hobbied a ton. I played a game into Tyranids with Night Lords on Monday, which actually went better than I expected it to go and has made, has sort of re relit my Night Lords fire to the extent that I am toying with taking them out to an event just to see what happens because they are good fun. But in pursuit of that goal, I'm building Possessed all day, every day right now. I've got a bunch of the new Possessed and that's what I'm going to be painting. The new ones? Yeah, the big, sexy new ones. They are lovely, lovely models. They are just so chunky. It's unreal. So I'm very excited to paint them and, and get started and yeet them at people. It's quite unusual. I, I haven't, can't remember the last time I played a game where I just put my entire army in front of someone, but that's what I did on Monday. I was like, what happens now? Here it is. It's all coming in. It's quite good, quite fun. Um, whether that'll work all the time remains to be seen. You have an entire army with the lowest movement speed, 10. Yeah, pretty much. Thereabouts. Because <laughs> the Possessed are nine, the Termies are coming in auto-deep striking turn one, and everything else is like jetpacks and stuff. So yeah, the whole army just goes... Whoop! <laughs> <laughs> and then Boom. asks what's going to happen next. Yeah, it's very fun. Uh, I do like Night Lords a lot. They're very fun. Great. Okay, so what we're going to do is jump into a quick recap of LGT, which, as we discussed last week, was the end of the UKTC season as well. And after we've recapped our LGT experiences, we're going to talk about our reflections on this UKT season that we've all been playing away in, getting our space points, gathering our rankings in, how we feel it was, what lessons we learned, how we feel we've come along as players in that time. Then we're going to think about goals and hopes for, for the coming season, because uh, it's you know, a new season now. And if we have time at the end, we might talk about some general changes in the rules and, and, and the game that have taken place since we last had a natter as well. Um, so we will start with you, Chris. How did your LGT go? Take us through it in rapid fashion. Rapid fashion. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, wow. No, so I took the Harlequins. Um, yep. Game one, I was against a friend of yours, Tom, Mr. Martin. Martin Bird, yeah, lovely man. Um, and... He was an absolute delight. He had Sisters of Battle. Um, you could go to the table. He, you could see he was a bit nervous. He was a bit worried <laughs> um, and that sort of thing. Um, but we had a really fun game. Um, and it ended up really close because going into that mission, Abandoned Sanctuaries, um, it's not great for Harlequins. And afterwards, we spoke about it. And I think if he dumps his whole army just in the middle of the board, says, this, this is my defense. Yeah. You are going to struggle to deal with me, mate. 
Yeah. Thankfully, it's actually the elf nightmare that it is. Everything, it everything's really there. Is. You're like, ah, shit. I was hoping you were going to play Dinky Dinky. I go, you go, and yeah, I exactly. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't bum rush me, please. Don't just try the whole army. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and thankfully, he didn't. He was a bit kind of like handed out. You know, he had like lots of repenture, lots of sacrifices mm. and stuff. But I was able to. I felt like I was trading really well, and yet I was still just losing stuff. Oh um, yeah, it's and, a hard list to play because it's got so and, many bodies. Yeah, and um, it's the same as every sisters game. You know, I got a points lead. Can I hold on as I start to lose stuff? And uh, yeah, I managed a ninety-three eighty win. But yeah, as I said, I think it can go very differently if he's really aggressive in the right places. Nice. Um, so I got to this up, and then I was playing into Custodes. Um, okay. And he was a guy who's Spanish, lovely guy who um, came from Spain and represents deep. Spain games or something. They're like the biggest YouTuber content provider in Spain for 40k. So they're like really big channel and stuff. Um, he's like oh, he was wow. ranked eighth in Spain at the time. So he was yeah, a really good cool. player. Um, I feel like my army definitely stronger than his. Like you know, I think my army plays the mission better. And for three quarters of that game, I was in complete control. I was like, oh, this is. This is a cakewalk. Don't see the problem here. Then I did something really stupid. And this is a common theme um, at events at the moment. I do one stupid thing and then I start losing games. Um, and the stupid thing was um, he had chosen, he, he chosen Auric Mortalis, um, which meant he had to try okay. and kill my troop master. Now, my troop master was going to sit in a boat. I don't need my troop master. So that means my troop master is going to sit in the boat for five turns and I'm going to stop him from scoring 15 on a secondary. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, how could how could that plan go wrong, right? Anyway, we get to, he kept throwing his bike units at me and it got to the point because he just failed all of his four-ups all the time. He had such a big happy <laughs> smile on his face as he just failed over and over and over. <laughs> and like there were two bikes left. I positioned my whole army to shoot into him. I was like, this might be the time where he makes all his four-ups. So... I get my troop master out of the boat just in case I need him to fight. As it was, immediately those bikes died because he just failed the first fusion saves. And you know, and so now my troop master is pissing in the breeze, basically. But I've positioned him behind some boats. He can't get charged. Next turn, I'll just hop in. Then I've moved block to Dreadnought with a Star Weaver, three point one inches away. Now Lee's gone, um, and at that point he fires across his Mr. Worldwide character and um, lands right next to my boat and Heroic intervenes out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, I could have oh, avoided no. that. Yeah. Then I fail all of my Invan saves and this um, Mr. Worldwide kills my Star Weaver, consolidates closer, mm-hmm. moves in his turn, moves up to my Troop Master and declares a charge. And I'm like, oh, um, okay, well, you, I'll just light run away. At that point, all I had to do was light run away into my Star Weaver, and we were all okay. Yes, because we now know you're allowed to do that. Because you're allowed to do that. And at that point, I didn't think of it. Um, So I light ran away, and then he was able to charge into a boat, kill the boat, bounce into my character, and then do the Qatar to not allow you to fall backwards, like a roll-off. And he did that, he won the roll-off. And to cut a long story short, basically we had two fight phases for his... um, shield captain to kill my um my troop master um and i reckon he's good to do that in two well, he goes. should do it straight away <laughs> yeah i was gonna say what he should, should do it in one 
was in the first fight phase, I made six out of six four up in vulnerable. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. And he was just like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Like, okay. Most people would be really angry right now. And yeah, he, sounds um, like, he sounds like a great dude. I he like was a lovely guy. guy. And then the second round, it came down to slow rolling it and it came down to the final one. I failed it. I CP re-rolled. If I made the four up, I won the game. If I didn't, I lost the game and I failed it. And I lost by one point. Um, so is that what that is, was that a 15 swing then that? yeah five points for killing the troop master five points for killing him in melee five points for killing him outside of my deployment zone oh um, that's an absolute disaster isn't it so that was i was i was not happy bunny after that game <laughs> there's absolutely no need for that to have happened there were multiple points where i no. could have not made a mistake you know not positioning my boat close enough um not running away, running away into the right, just so many things. So that was pretty annoying. So I was in a bad mood. Um, but then I had a nice easy game next against Necrons. Um, you know, game three. We love Necrons. It, it was Necrons with 27 Scarabs and uh, 15 Race. It was literally, <laughs> literally identical. He was happy to admit it. It was Liam Hackett's um, yeah, WTC. Yeah, the, the Australian WTC. Australian. Yeah. Super, super good. Yeah. So, now in my experience, if you don't kill Necrons by like turn three, kill enough of them, you lost the game because they were yeah, in on secondary. So I yep. got first turn and I just dumped my entire army down one flank. And I went, I'm going to try and kill as much stuff as I can. Um, I was quite close to him, unfortunately. But um, I killed 13 Scarabs and like four Wraiths. And he was like, oh man, that was not good. I'm in a lot of trouble here. I want to fight back. And he did nothing. Like he killed like one boat. And that was it. And I'm like, oh, I've still got a good chance here. And then I killed some more stuff. And you know what? At the end of the day, I still didn't kill enough stuff. <laughs> and it got to the point where I held one flank, he held the other, but he out-secondaried and out-primaried me. He'd managed to keep me to fours for the first two turns just by running the scarabs over to my objectives and just knocking me off them because he's got loads of scarabs and just couldn't hold any objectives, really. Um, my, primary, my, my secondaries were fine, but yeah, I lost that 95-81. So, at that point, I'm feeling pretty disappointed, you know. Well, we spoke last time, LG2 is not... losses hurt. It always hurts. Yeah, yeah. LG2 not been my best hunting ground. I always felt it's a not... bit unlucky with my draws and stuff. So, mm. I'm like, well, it's okay. I'm one and two. What, what's the worst thing nice, should happen? get a nice matchup, right? I should get a nice matchup. So, why instead get his Innes Wilson, um, <laughs> who is... Uh, <laughs> Team Scotland captain. Yeah, he's all right. Um, he's one all right. Of, one, of the, one of the better players in the UK. So yeah. at that point, <laughs> we were the two top one and two players. He basically yeah. ran into Necrons twice. And, and I, he hasn't me. lost like two games on the bounce in about however million years. So yeah, he's, exactly. he's furious as well, for, yeah, um, he was, I, I believe. He <laughs> he's up. not happy. rather <laughs> focused. I mean, he was yeah. he drunk a lot of alcohol the night before, but he had a face like, I'm going to uh, pummel you. And... <laughs> To be honest, that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Um, I, uh, to, to be fair to me, I have not played a worse game of Warhammer probably in about like two years. My m brain just went to mush in all the ways it could do. Like, I just I couldn't count dice. I couldn't read my dice properly. I just had no idea what I was doing. I was just like a complete noob. Mm. And he went first and just moved up a bit. He had 30 GSC bikes. I made this, and this is, I think it's probably an important learning point, actually. It's tied a conviction and it's a hold two, hold three. And I made the foolish mistake of trying to hold three. Ah. So I went, oh, I need to get my weave veil. Right, I'll put my shadow seed just out onto this 
no man's land objective and I'll weave out. Oh, I need to defend it. I know, I'll surround it with three boats. All that happened was he killed the three boats and all the stuff inside it. My mm. shooting had only killed a few GSC bites because they are surprisingly resilient. They are. And it was a disgusting game. I mean, it, the scoreline was like 96, 85, but that was only because he killed so much stuff early on. You can actually see the rest of it as I kind of went around picking up my points and that sort yeah. of thing. Uh, but yeah, that was that was sooner to be forgotten, really, and that was kind of upsetting to have played Painful so game. badly. Um, so yeah, I'm living best life at one and three, mm. but probably still top of the one and threes because I'm still oh, scoring absolutely. so highly. It sounds like you're scoring very well. Um, and so my final game was against Orcs, and I'd never played against Orcs with Harlequins before. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, as we said earlier, you need to run at Harlequins. He didn't run at me. He kind of, I did a bit of move blocking of his vehicles. He was a lovely guy, but he probably he just wasn't aggressive enough. He needs to yeah. hammer at me down one flank and try and split me up. Instead, I was a nuisance in one corner with only a couple of boats, whilst everything else held up all his hard stuff. Right. Okay. He kept having to divert stuff back to his deployment zone to deal with me whilst I was chipping away. Um, and yeah, I finished 187. That's very nice. Uh, so you scored very, very well across the event. I scored very well. I scored, I finished on 450 battle points. That's a lot more than I had. Me, if you like look down it, there's a few players in like the 130 positions, including Stuart, who were like the 450 battle points. But generally, yeah. if you're scoring 450 battle points, you're in like the top 30. Yeah. Um, so that was That's nice. True. And then I did win this nice pretty medal. <laughs> Yay! Um, because I was, medal. Top, I was the top two, three player. Yeah. Trust me, I'd much rather have gone just middle of the road, three, two, <laughs> or low road, I four, quite, one. I quite like the medal, so I got I got a, a, a two, three medal at, at the Ocon yeah, course. It made me feel yeah. great. I was very chuffed with that. It looks nice. So, and I just told yeah, I want a medal at a competition. The end. And then, <laughs> yeah, just right. put a post up. Don't say anything else. Um, I've got, got yeah. my LGT medal. Enough so, said. yeah. 2 3, finished like 333rd or something. Disappointing. Again, there are reasons why I can explain, but fundamentally, I lost that Custodes game. I threw that one away. I could have that, given I mean, Innes yeah, a better terrific. game. I could definitely could have given Innes a better game. So, that was really disappointing. Was I that mean, one of those games where who you were playing got in your head a bit, do you think? Because I think that happens. Maybe it does happen. Maybe, yeah. I just, I, I just don't, I don't know GSC. I didn't have a good game plan for that mission. I yeah, didn't yeah. know how to play the game. I yeah. didn't have a clear thing. So when you're trying to work it out on the table, compared to having all those reps, I think that does make a big difference. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, especially when he's just going to capitalize. Also, you know, the army, the GSC army, they just ignore your modifiers. They don't rely on rerolls. So actually. They are quite good. I think I think when they wrote those books, GSC actually did have a lot of tools that hurt Harlequins. And I think they probably thought they, they, they probably thought they'd written a book a book that was quite good at countering Harlequins. Obviously they slightly fucked Harlequins. Um Maybe. so it didn't it didn't really work that way. But no, I I remember even in the era of Harlequins and Crawfords when they were quite strong with GSC, I had some game into that because because of how they work in lots of different ways so no it's not it's not an easy game i don't think for elves that one no, okay so, very um, nice yeah it's uh it's what it is we now sit and wait for the data and uh yes see, see, see what see comes what next changes um, but yeah, i'll talk about my plans later but yeah that was my lgt Great. Wonderful. I shall I shall go next. Um, and my LGT was was very good. I had taken my Drakari, and the two matchups I didn't want really were Light Harlequins and Creations of Bar. And I got Light Harlequins for my first game, and it was it wasn't like the most optimal 
uh, like Harlequin's list, and I was like, well, if the guy's not good at the game, I might be able to have him. Uh, unfortunately, my opponent was uh, a lovely, lovely chap and very good at the game, and he just attacked me really, really hard um, on one side, basically destroyed all my transports turn one, which left me in a very difficult position uh, to get across the board, and I just couldn't catch him or keep up, so I ended up getting rolled over fairly, fairly easily in that game. And then, what do we play next? Oh, I had Space Wolves next. Classic um, Tom. I always get that sort Not of thing. Not GT without yeah. you playing Space Wolves. <laughs> yeah, I love Space Wolves. Get, or go, always get some power armor gifted to me when I'm playing the Drakari. But it's actually a much tougher game now because Space Wolves have much better secondaries. They just, they'll just rack up sort of really nice five-point five secondary turns on, on the... Um, there's one that just, if, as long as their characters are fighting and killing stuff, they're having a great day, basically. So I was impressed at how well they scored. I can see why they've improved. I think yeah. this game basically hinged on how well my guy used his drop pod, and he needed to wait a turn with his drop pod because I hadn't given him anything to shoot at except grotesques, and he didn't wait. He brought it down turn one. He went first, brought the drop pod down, wasted his drop pods into some grotesques, killed three of them, and then the two that were left ran over there and ate the devastators. So it was just, it was a bit of a sad day for him i think if he'd held that and coordinated popping my transports with attacking it with his wolf guard in his turn two he'd have he'd have hurt me real bad and i'd have been in a really difficult spot but this was something he was a newer player i think this lad lovely guy to play and it was just the tools were all there to make my life hell and he just i think he just gave away some of his key pieces too early and then once the devastators were out of the way i could just move my boats around and wait for the opportune moment and there was just a glory it's either my three or four i was like how many cp have you got he's like one i was like it's time then isn't it <laughs> and then cool just e- everyone flew in from all corners elves just popping up left right and center <laughs> all the space wolves die and then that's that was the end of it so it was it was i had to, i did have to be patient to get my get my opening um, but once it was there, I just rolled through, and Drazar just killed an ungodly amount of of poor blue. Classic Drazar. That's what he does. He was he was he was on fire because even in my bad uh, Harlequins game, he killed five bikes and a transport and some Harlequins. So he would had a great time, even in the That's even awesome. in the massacre. He's just yeah. so good. Um, and then third game. Oh, I got this was the World Eaters list. I got a guy with who was running three land raiders, three <laughs> chaos land raiders. <laughs> Three Chaos Land Raiders. Well, this is, you lose game one. Sometimes this happens. Um, three Chaos Land Raiders full of Corn Berserkers, which actually is quite an interesting list for me to play because I can't kill any of the Land Raiders. They were all alive at the end. I have no way of destroying those without like sending Drazar and a load of Incubi, which I don't really want to commit to kill a Land Raider. And all the Corn Berserkers being upset means that if he puts them in the right places and uses them to yeet out onto objectives there's definitely some problems there Um, my opponent was a really lovely lad and he was a very world eaters player though because he picked the dual secondary challenged drazar to a duel Drazar stayed out of the way, unlike in Chris's game where the troop master thought, no, for some reason I just don't, yeah. I don't, I don't need to stay out of trouble. I can go, I can go and get involved. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Draz literally hid behind a wall for the entire game and just didn't get involved. Which did compound the land raider problem because like, well, he's the only guy that can actually kill one of these. So I don't know what yeah. the hell I'm going to do now. Um, but then, yeah, Big Brick of Possessed came in with the minus one to win, which isn't enough if a Drakari army jumps you. Um, and I just 
whittled down the corn berserkers as they came out until he ran out and then and then was just about able to sort of roll him back at the end and then day two oh i hit a really well piloted necron so there's tons of destroyers yeah. all the obsec and the guy just positioned super well we were talking about it afterwards because i i i scored okay and i actually denied him some points which was my main goal in that game Fuck over his tournament. yeah, just drops takes the points off him because Necron score very high. I was like, oh, I'm going to make you score no, less. Not to me, mate. Make, yeah, make you score you. less high. As long as I do that, I'm happy enough. Um, I think there was probably more of a chance if I'd rushed him with everything, but also he had a lot of good combat and it might have ended in yeah. a much a worse outcome for me. But I think probably I'd rather try that again and risk literally going all in because I just couldn't. He was positioning so well that I just couldn't get. So I think I did have to run in. Uh, I didn't have great dice in that game. Some grotesque got rolled over by like wraiths, which just doesn't normally happen. Like it was an <laughs> yeah, absolute, absolute disaster that yeah. wraiths who are fairly meh in combat are just pummeling my grotesque to death. Um, but he was a very, very canny player. I think it's called Ashley. He was 4-1 at the end. He did very well. So no, a good game. And and then final game I played Imperial Guard. And I always am an R because I... I now in Nephilim, I am slightly restricted in the toys I can take. I really hate using a whole relic slot on the Animus Vitae, which is oh, the, re- yeah. the relic grenade that triggers power from pain up around. Super useful, but it's not killy. And so I'm like, oh, I want another killy character to stab stuff with. But in this game, it paid for itself. And every now and again, it does. And So I told the guy, I've got this grenade. The Archon in this boat has it. And if he throws it, power from pain goes off turn one. He went first. And he moves some tanks and shot some stuff and kills some boats and grotesques and whatnot. But also moves some guardsmen to too close to that transport. So my Archon just gets out the transport, throws the grenade at it, and then basically my entire army charges him turn one. So the Dracari are basically just all over the center and his backfield um, straight away, which isn't very good if you're a guard player. It's not ideal for and a, guard, and a gun line. And I've sort of wrapped up a Lehman Rust as well, so it's stuck. It can't get out. Um... So a lot of my army isn't going to get shot, and so yeah, that that quickly turns into a bit of a demolition. There is a very fun moment where some mandrakes charge in to tag a tank. His officer intervenes to try and save the tank. The mandrakes just instantly kill the officer, <laughs> and then he's got these two. What are the little psychers the guard have? Anyway, they they smite their way through all of the mandrakes. So there's six mandrakes. They they through just high rolling on everything. They kill all six of them to free these two tanks up. I'm like, ah shit, I'm gonna get shot now. But fortunately for me, it wasn't enough. Um, so that was me, and it was three two. And yeah, I mean, I fell down in the two games that I would say are the the real real tests of of the current meta and I didn't have the tools and the answers to it with Drakari. I think my list didn't have a plan B, didn't have guns. I'd probably need to add more guns to Drakari if I'm going to play them and be flexible. I think that's probably a running theme. It's working out just how many sort of support guns is enough without detracting from my ability to score, sort of take them alive in combat and stuff. Mm. It's tricky balance to strike with them now, but definitely some dark lances would have gone a long way. I think um, in a couple of those games. So yeah, enjoyed it a lot. Um, and how about yourself, Stuart? Oh, I was 212th or something like that, which is fine. Um, cool. Yeah, I uh, started off with a game against Grey Knights. Oh, very nice. Um, which on that map was really only going to go one of one way. 
unfortunately. <laughs> For one of a better word. Uh, yeah. We did have a little fun. I did have a little fun exchange where he gated a bunch of paladins in behind me. Oh, that's fun. But I, I already had all three objectives in the middle, so I just walked off of my back objective. <laughs> and his paladins were just stood there. Yeah. Shooting storm bolters at Poxwalkers or something. Yeah, that's I quite don't know. funny. It just doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. Not. And then, and then I was on his. So yeah. I basically just swung the board 180 degrees and went, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. He well, just switched not, not worried now. I mean, no. in some missions, that like, might be annoying in those ones where you like lose points if you don't hold your mm. home or that kind of yeah. stuff. But it wasn't one of those. No. Um, and yeah, it was just attritional. He was very terminator armor heavy so you had five terminators and 10 paladins in the list mm. which just means you don't have very many guns and i was bringing 75 pox walkers and mm. lots of other stuff so yeah um we called it after three turns i think mm. okay. four turns um but um yeah really good guy really enjoyable um just ground it out really 93.55. Very, very nice. Which was two off max, because I think I took no prisoners, and which could only score me 10. Um, then I played into... Uh, let me remind myself. Daniel. Ah, uh, yes. So I played into Necrons, but a different type of Necrons to most of the rest of the stuff we've been seeing. So it was uh, the Silent King and Double Katan. Okay. Okay. And um, it could have been really, it could have been a really bad day, um, potentially. Mortal wounds are really dangerous into my army. Yes. Um, If, especially ones that, unlike a lot of psychic powers, a lot of his ones completely ignore line of sight or the closest enemy or whatever. Mm. So you can just come in and get stuck straight into Terminators and all that. So I deep struck a load of Terminator armor to keep it out of harm's way. Um, And I think he got a bit overconfident, the fact that the Terminators weren't on the board. So he just plowed both Katarns straight up the board and Mm. they were both dead by the end of turn two. So that was a shame. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, And then we basically, I just completely ignored, he had, 40 warriors which i ignored until turn four where i could actually get everything into them and then they all died um we had a unfortunate series of events where he felt he was behind which he was he needed to make a bit of a gung-ho play he veiled 20 warriors and a technomancer or chronomancer whichever one had the veil mm-hmm. um into a corner uh, to shoot one unit and charge the other and steal my objective off me to get me down to a four on the primary. Uh, proceeded to do the shooting and the charging, in my opinion, in the wrong order. Mm. So he shot poxwalkers and charged plague marines. Uh, killed a load of poxwalkers, which was fine, leaving one alive, as people so often do. And uh, charged the plague marines. Um, spent two CP to go plus one strength, plus one attack, I think it is, that warriors can have proceeded to kill two plague marines and then i spent two cp for wounds spilling over and the i only rolled the four axes unfortunately <laughs> so, the four, <laughs> so six axes six axes so the six axes four hit four wounded wounding on twos re-rolling ones he failed three out of 
No, he failed all four saves, needing sixes for saves, and I did 19 wounds um, <laughs> out of the 20 warriors. And I was like, we we won't roll the rest of that. And I was like, I did that the wrong round, didn't I? I was like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. But, yeah, some highlights. Um, but, yeah, 2-0. and And then I got launched into table 19, which I kind of have this horrible habit, and it's probably when we summarize this year, something that I don't think you can get around. You've just got to come to terms with, but maybe I haven't got good enough at coming to terms with the fact that if I get the right matchups early, I do score a lot of points and I can end up in a scary (laughs) town. Pretty. Yeah. Table 19, (laughs) table 19 is a long way up there. It is. Yeah. Um, um, so, and I got paired into Edward Morgan, who yep. unfortunately is quite good at Warhammer. He's very good. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and we had an absolute doozy of a game yeah. uh, for the two hours that we were allowed to play. Um, <laughs> one or two other people on the internet net may have mentioned something about the fact that round three didn't get quite as much playtime as we would have all wanted. Yes. But we don't need to go into that in too no. much more depth here, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but... When you're playing into Leviathan Nids, both of you need as much time as you can get because mm. me and him play every single phase. Yeah, you're, and you're both um, very meticulous players. Yep. And it did come down to inches on a couple of occasions, and we only finished four turns. Um, uh, okay. He still had a couple of minutes left on the clock, and I I was done. Um, but we, pro- we both should have had at least another 10 to 12 minutes each. Yeah. Um, and including a drive home and a drive back again. There is a world where I win that game. Um, I still had all six Death Shroud Terminators alive, and they needed they probably needed to charge the middle, kill the ridiculous Hive Tyrant, and hold the center point, which mm-hmm. would have stopped him getting 12 on the primary on the last turn, because mm-hmm. um, he had bottom of turn. Right. And if I'd managed to do all of that, and I'd, I had Poxwalkers down the back, and if the Poxwalkers had tagged Psychers, which was probably like a four or five-inch charge... Um, to tag his psychers, they wouldn't have been able to smite the Terminator armor off the center objective, mm. and that probably would have kept them alive. So if those two things had happened, um, then he's in a whole heap of trouble and not scoring many points at the back end of the game. Unfortunately, mm. we, it was too many dice to roll, so we just kind of had to go, look, he was ahead. We both just scored out our turn, and he mm. won by yeah. two. Yeah, that's um, right. That's very right. But on another day, I make a charge, and... I win that game by six or something. Yeah, so yeah. that was a shame. Um, and say la vie, really. Um, but yeah, I, I must admit, I already walked onto that table feeling a little bit of a grumble by the fact that we were still setting up terrain 10 minutes yeah, after the round yeah, had started. Yeah. Um, totally. And that kind of got to me about, I felt I was rushing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I can't really afford to rush with that army. <laughs> no. Um, no. So two and one starting the next day, and I actually was fortunate enough to play the same Necron player that Chris played, uh, ah. Keith. Um, and I say fortunate because he was a gent, uh, yeah. lovely guy, played played the game in exactly the right way. We both had an absolute hoot with it. Um, we talked through the whole game, exactly what had to happen the whole way through. And then for some unknown reason, I forgot how to play Warhammer in turn five. <laughs> oh no um and yeah game management just let me down and we had again time uh we had like 15 minutes left and i had about just over half of that so instead of 
taking a breath and taking two minutes to just score the turnout, mm. I proceeded to do what I thought was the best course of action. But actually, in hindsight, if all I'd done was score his turn and maxed his score and gone, this is the most he can get. What do I need to do yeah, to score yeah, more yeah. than that? I would have just walked onto an objective in the back corner and done an action for four for four, for four secondary right, points okay. and won the game by two. Right, okay. Um, but unfortunately, I didn't do that. I did too many other things and lost track of stuff mm. and lost the game 84-82. So that was a bit gutting. Um, and that was totally in my own, own hands. And that kind of put a real downer on the whole yeah, weekend. That end and I probably was... only just got over it in the last that. couple of days, really. Mm. Um, <laughs> so that was a shame. Mm. Um, because as Chris said, I scored really high. You did. You scored super high. And with the points I had, a four and one was top forty. Oh yeah, you'd have been very high up. Very high. Um, and then on to game five, uh, Alex Neal, lovely guy, um, another Death Guard player, and I just out obsect him at the end. Nice. I just, yeah, we both had exactly the same kind of tools and tricks. Um, the only thing that let him down in the mirror is that he was taking Mortarian's Anvil, which gives him access to the Gloaming Bloat, which is turn off all rerolls. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have it in his list. Ah. And if he was able to turn off all my rerolls, he probably out-survives me. Yeah, that's interesting. But with all my rerolls and the Poxwalkers rerolling hits into the Mortal Wounds and all that kind of stuff, eventually I just ground him down. Uh, he was super aggressive turn one with Rhinos, which I wrapped. And then, um, yeah, kind of just played out from there. So three and two, not the worst. I scored 93 in that game as well. So yeah, very I averaged 90 points a game at three and two. Uh, and on... Same with Chris. On another weekend, you score 90 points a game and you're four and one comfortably looking at a great, you know, a great, a great weekend. Uh, maybe even better than that if you if you just happen to roll with the right punches. So but I had five great opponents. It's my third LGT. So that's 15 games of LGT where I've got zero complaints at all mm-hmm. uh, about anything other than something I could have done. Um my last LGT was the same. I, I had a rules error that I got wrong in game five against Brody that cost me the game. Mm. Um, but these are things that I can manage. Definitely. So it's good. Um, so, yeah, and I was really pleased uh, having been on this tournament scene more consistently over the last 18 months. It was just a great place to like, there were so many people that we all knew. Yeah, it was great. Exactly. It feels like a pro- it felt It felt like a convention. Yeah, with some Warhammer going on, you know, it's just so many familiar, friendly faces. Um, I think that the UK scene is in a really good place right now. Yeah, I think um, that that sort of end game mapping out. If you're the person who's top of five, it's so important. Yeah, it's so so important. I'm so I need to get better at that. the, The person with end of turn does completely slow everything down and completely works every single thing out because they have perfect knowledge now of what needs to happen, right? So you you yeah. absolutely need to know what their best possible, possible set of things is and go yeah. to that because you can't... And I've often found, like, I rush my five because, you know, you're in that get to the end, get things finished mindset. And then whoever's bottom of five has has what feels yeah. like and actually you can take all the right. stress out of it because you can literally yeah, yeah. go i'm going to max his score and if i max his score right now yeah exactly if i can still beat it even by just doing two things then we can both yeah. just shake hands 
yeah that's exactly it that's <laughs> right? exactly it and so you have to and do, i'll, I'll do, do my thing and match your score and we're done yeah, right exactly. so yeah. lessons learned yeah no it's it's so important you have to you have to do what they're going to do in your turn and then yeah one up it otherwise it, you you can be in very real trouble yeah but that's that's a rough and as you say you scored super high and could very easily have been four one five oh um in different circumstances so i think it's a very good showing for the death guard um and then finally we have lee how did you do lee T- tell us a story i will weave you a story <laughs> um so coming into the tournament um chris basically told me that I was um, top of the UKTC for Chaos Space Marines, which I didn't really know, which was quite amusing. Um, so then I felt all this pressure and, um, <laughs> and I decided to play an army that I'd not played before, which was Bile. And I've only had a, like a couple of practice matches, so I was a yeah. bit rusty. Yeah. Um, so going into it, I was anxious <laughs> about <laughs> And uh, so I got to the table. Um, we were playing death watch for my first game so i thought okay space marines i can beat space marines with vile mm, mm. um and i was playing against the lovely chap joe waddock um and we're playing abandoned sanctuaries and helpfully he can't use his infiltration so he can't yeah. get into the middle mm-hmm. also helpfully all the objectives are down the middle so everything is in charge range across the middle of the board turn one mm. um i think i pulled turn one on that game so i, I pushed down one flank um took the brunt of his death watch shooting where he drops the people in next to the chaplain, um, plays all the CP to auto wound on hits. Um, he killed a few warp talons and a few possessed and then, uh, had a baron thrown in his face. Um, <laughs> not, not literally. I didn't, I didn't pick it up and launch it home. I think you should have a second one that you do actually. Yeah. Yeah. Catch. <laughs> Eat it and throw it on. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Abaddon charged into a massive kill team and destroyed them all um, oh, and then wow. proceeded to basically run around the board in a U and get to the guy's back objective, just yeah. killing anything that stood in his way. He sounds um, so fun to use, Abaddon. I'm going to have to try him because he sounds ludicrous. Oh, definitely. Oh, he's great. Um, and then in the middle, he threw another one of his big kill teams and he didn't have a lot of units because he was playing the 10-block kill yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my demon prince and Lordus Gordon decided to uh, jump on them and again eviscerate them all. Give them big um, Yeah, big warm hugs. <laughs> and um, from what was being kind of an anxious game to start off with, because I, again, didn't really know what I was going to get, it, it turned into a bit of a, a, a good good win for me. So that was an 81 yeah. 46 nice. um, in the first round. Very convincing. All the characters did exactly what they were meant to do, which was just. Brett face, yeah. <laughs> um, and the fight on death is just moderately amusing. Um, it's, it's, so funny. Funny. it's so funny. It's just for everyone that isn't. Yeah, I, I yeah. find it funny. I quite enjoy playing into it. It's just batshit. Like it's completely batshit. <laughs> it is, it's amazing, um, and that took me to my second game, where I played the lovely Robert Schmidt of Berlin. Robert Schmidt um, of Berlin. Yeah, is that his full name? From Berlin. Robert Schmidt of Berlin. Yes, nice. that's it. Um, and he um, he was such a great guy. Um, really good fun to play against. And this was a really, really tight game. Um, what was he? As I'm, I still count myself as being moderately inexperienced. It's my first ever LGT on probably what would count as my first ever full season. Yes. Um, yep. So 
playing into Tao, who are playing Kalyon. I've only ever played Tao once before. Mm. Um, so I was, I was a bit, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing here. Mm. Um, so I stuck to my game plan. I stuck to the Vile game plan, which was completely the wrong thing to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> because he played it per- uh, really well. He flew over his Sunset Bombers and bombed the Bejeebas out of me in the first turn. Yeah. Um, because I don't have really a huge amount of shooting, it's very hard to get rid of them. So I got rid of one first turn. Um, and then he proceeded to sit back, um, only jumping forward with his super mobile process suits, shooting stuff down all the lovely shooting lanes that the UKTC um, it does. scenery offers. It's generous, yeah. Um, and bouncing away, leaving me these tantalizing like 10-inch charges, um, <laughs> which with my dice rolling would never happen. So... <laughs> I sent, I kind of tried to position, I tried to stage in the middle of the board, trying to get to him, which was again, the wrong thing to do because the Calione and the scoring secondaries that he picked are all going to kick off in the second half of the game. So I basically fed him parts of my army until I didn't have enough to respond in the latter turns. Mm. Um, even with that, it was close. It was um, a 60 to 56 loss. Okay. Um, so it was, it was respectable and low scoring. But um, I I completely had one. My tactics were well off. Um, yeah. Playing an army I'm not experienced with, with no shooting, um, versus probably my nemesis of a faction, which is going to be someone them. like Tau. I hate Tau. They're my nemesis as well. I always always find them hard work. Um, so that took me through after um, losing that one. However fun it was to play against Robert, um, you come away feeling like, oh, bollocks, I've just uh, I've lost myself <laughs> the game. Um, yeah. And I played against Jack Holiday, um, and Jack Holiday was running um, Imperial Guard. So oh. I was like, "Oh yes, yeah, I, I like... <laughs> saw a bit of this. I came over and saw the end of this. This was good." <laughs> um, so <laughs> someone's day. <laughs> I. <laughs> so um, it was one of those cases where you're like, "I should. I've got. To, I've got to win this game. I'm playing against Guard. Um, as long as I get quickly across the board at him, there's." really nothing this guy can do um so i took one of the psychic secondaries for a change so i took psychic interrogation um because i'd i'd done my homework i'd done my pre-measuring on in practice games i knew if i put my warp talons right front and center in my deployment um just behind in the kind of corners of the l's i could definitely get a first turn charge off into his l's on the other side of the board if he left me the opportunity which he did um and i got first turn so I yeeted the uh, Warp Talons across the board. Yeah. They multi-charged anything and everything that they could touch. And then after killing loads of guard, um, well, not conscripts, uh, just guardsmen, uh, they then <laughs> piled and consolidated um, into the tanks behind them, um, yeah. which which kind of left him with massive problems. Um, and eventually it was left to the point where Abaddon was eating basilisks at the back of the board. <laughs> My, That's when I came de- over, I think. Yeah. <laughs> my demon prince was playing a rather amusing game of I can't kill his last character, but I'm going to follow him one inch away all around the board while he tries Reading to run away mind. from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to scrape those extra points. Oh, so good. Um, but it, it was literally, yeah, it was, it was charge everything forwards and just um, ruin Jack's day. Um, yeah. So that was, that, was, that was good fun. 
Uh, we I enjoyed that game. Jack probably not so much. No, it, it, <laughs> um, it looked it looked rough. It looked rough for Jack. <laughs> so uh, left on a on a high after day one, feeling pretty tired. We went out for a lovely meal in the evening. Yes, and the my, team. My day got even better. <laughs> the team bought me dinner. Did you? Yeah, you know, it's one thing you want to do when you've never met anyone before is is forget to pay for the meal and leg it. Um, <laughs> nice. Oh, that was really um, fun. I'm, I'm really chuffed that that happened. And I also, my favourite bit was the next morning where you paid everyone back in individual coins as well. That was yeah. great. That was it. That was really, coins. really, really. I missed cool. out on my pound coins, so I'll have to get them off you. Oh, no, they're still here, mate. They're still waiting for you. Um, and then um, the next day, I had the, I spent all night prepping, looking at the list I was going to destroy. It was Orcs, perfect prey for, for Bile. Um, I'd got a tactical master plan, and of course, that's when no one turns up to your table. Yeah, um, classic. And so, uh, me and Kieran from the team as well, we rock up to the desk asking uh, Zach what our next uh, opponent will be, and he went, Ah, oh, first two guys, you're going to play against each other. So, um, again, Kieran probably wasn't too happy with his uh, full corn demon army. Um, <laughs> and were you both were you both two and one yeah i believe so yeah oh, yeah oh, okay so uh we went back to the table um kieran <laughs> on pretty much pat them up again <laughs> yeah basically um i had screens he didn't have screens um i bubble wrapped my characters and then just chewed through his army unit by unit as when he charged me, they died. When I charged him, they died. Um, and yeah, probably not the most pleasant experience for Kieran. And he probably wishes he just took a couple of steps back from me in the line. But, um, I was happy because I didn't face Tau or Imperial Knights. So yes. good for me, not so good for Kieran. Yeah, that's um, rough, rough. But Kieran taking one for the team. What well up, Kieran? Good he luck. did. He did. Literally. Like um, an absolute trooper. Yeah. Um, oh, that's such so, a terrific matchup. Needed more skull cannons or something. That I was know. it. Maybe, I, don't, I don't know what Corn can do. But my um, my highlight from that one was I did misplay when I pushed my, a screen of cheap um, legionnaires forwards. Um, just some chainsaw boys and um, his skull taker uh, realized that they were within um, heroic intervention range and I'd misplaced them. Yeah. So he, um, he jumped forwards and ate them. Um, but on death, those four legionnaires absolutely destroyed his skull taker. <laughs> and I'm like, that is perfection. That's exactly that what Vile does. Extremely funny. Um, so that was the end of that game. So 97, 56, um, we just saw again how like bile just love going into combat armies. They really do. Um, they are the kings I, of melee right now. Without a doubt. And I wish I'd face more of them, to be honest. <laughs> um, so that takes me to round five where I played, um, Chris, what, what's Chris's name again? Chris, I'll jump to, to game 10. That's not going to help me. So Chris Anderson of vanguard tactics um oh. nickname the rhino um and again tau i, tau. I found tau again tau. so i was like oh bugger i've got tau again however robert schmidt had taught me many a lesson so i was <laughs> uh i was prepared robert schmidt of berlin had uh given me a good hand <laughs> how, how, did you, how did you approach viscount of berlin take us through it what's 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 the key how did you solve this compared to the last time so um, 
I realized that I had to hide. I couldn't go and engage him. I had to hide for the first half of the game because okay. he's he's scoring the majority of his points in the second half. Okay. When Calione comes in, he's going to push. He's going to try and take those objectives to score uh, um, yes, his secondaries. That's where his points come from. Yeah, so he's got that's to come it. Out. Okay. So I've got to hide, which feels so wrong. Um, I want to be wrong, running at them. It's horrible. Um, but I, I also chose um, Warp Ritual, which I scored the maximum on. Um, I was surprised that he didn't come for the, the Demon Prince, who was surrounded by Warp Talons in the middle of the board. But um, he he didn't try and get angles to shoot them. He just kind of let, let me score that 15. Mm. However, actually, I missed a really key point here. I think I might have won the game before deployment. Okay. Because okay. this is the mission where you move the objectives. He went first and he pulled his um, objective back into his scenery piece in his, okay. in his back corner in his deployment, yeah, yeah. Um, allowing me to move his side of the board's objective out towards me yeah. into complete space and closer to all my objectives and my deployment zone. Yeah. And that was the one I chose as his priority target. Yeah, okay. So... Um, that allowed me to be in range with my warp talons and a baden yeah. to keep on removing him from that objective. And then later in the game, I sat a baden on it with his heroic intervention. <laughs> yeah. So I had two turns of him not being able to actually interact with his own priority objective. Yeah, I had exactly I had exactly that exchange with the Nids player on Monday, where the exact same thing happened. Moved his back mm -hmm. one defensively. I was like, "Well, you're going to have to come and play on all the rest. Then, <laughs> you can't go anywhere else." <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and and I I thought I've 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 done a great job here. He's still scoring lots of points though. Um, so it's going to come really down to that last turn. Yeah. Um, and I'd formulated a decent plan. However, my dice tried to absolutely screw me over in that last turn. Um, so Abaddon goes out. He's still on that objective. He's got six wounds left. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't be able to die in that last turn. So, but however, through the shooting phase, takes three, which is pretty easy for the Tau. And then he charges in a Riptide and his commander, who should not kill Abaddon. There's no way they should really do it. I've got CP to do a reroll. Yeah. I'm saving on twos. Yeah, I roll a one into a one. Abaddon dies on that last turn. Oh. Um, then um, in the centre, he's got a Riptide standing on the centre objective. I've got to get rid of it. Um, the Demon Prince charges in. The Accursed Cultists charge in to get on um, some Obsec on there as well. Um, I roll really well with the Demon Prince and his crazy Nurgle sword. Um, he explodes and I get 11 hits through, which is 11 wounds, three damage each, minus three. He saves pretty much all of them. Um, the Accursed Cultists bounce off him and don't do any wounds either, and his Riptide remains on that central objective and then shoots and kills every Accursed Cultist again, <laughs> which is actually quite hard to do. That's really he, hard. to. They're chewing. They don't go um, easy. Yeah. So that went wrong. Um <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, my warp talons made it into his commander that were on that objective and killed his commander, which gave me three points for specimens instead uh, yeah, of two. Yep. And that turned out to be extremely important. After fudging everything, I won by one point. <laughs> 78 Ooh. to 77. That is outrageous. Very so nice. 
I tried to press the self-destruct button, but luckily (laughs) my game plan saved me. Um, Abaddon punted over by a riptide is quite funny. Was that the first time Abaddon died all weekend? It was. It was. Wow. (laughs) To a riptide. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. We found the secret. Don't nerf him. Yeah, if no, he can oh, buy he's the fine. Hey, he's, he's been a hammer and a meter of nails. They just need they just need rip tides and then everything. That's it. Um, so that, that left that me must um, have been quite good for overall placing with a four-one. Yes, so um, four and one. Admittedly, because of I've I had quite a few low-scoring games in the four and one bracket, I was pretty near the bottom. I think. Um, so overall, I believe that I placed. What did I place? I think I placed ninetieth. Yeah. Um, with my four and one. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I did. Where did I finish? I don't even know. I'm, I'm pretty sure I finished 90th. I think you were thereabouts, um, yeah. It was. It was, yeah. it was definitely top 100, sort of 90, 80 kind of territory. Which I was... Um, very good at an event that size. Yeah. And the fact that I run into two lots of Tau, which yeah. were a kind of a not good fun with Bile. Cause... No, I, they're enjoying a revival precisely because mm-hmm. they have a good game into chaos at the moment. They're one of the yeah. other that really do have a make life very hard for you. So, yeah, that's a so, tough, yeah. tough matchup. And the fact that you learned and got through it the second time, I think, is really cool. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that was that was very good. Yeah, um, they probably so, yeah. feel similarly into um, Necrons as well. Mm. Yes, I'd imagine so. But that was yeah, good, really, really good LGT first ever experience. Absolutely loved it. It's really love cool. the games. All yeah. gentlemen, um, especially Robert Smith of Berlin, um, <laughs> who, actually, who actually came to find me at the very end of the tournament um, to, again, thank me because oh. he'd learned so much in oh. the Bile game. Yeah. He was able to get four and one because his last game was oh, against very Bile. Good. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I had. We're, I had we're now pen pals. That's lovely. That's lovely. Oh, you're going to go and play in the in the Berlin Grand Tournament? <laughs> no, I I had one LGT running like that because I actually shouted him out on like, when we were talking about LGT. I shouted out Matt, the lad I played with, all Slash Demons, who was at like his first big event last time, and he he came and found me at the event because he had listened to this show. So Matt, thank you for listening to this show, you babe. And it was really lovely to see you again. And he was he was he would switched. He was meta hunting on something. I cover what you cover what you were on, Matt. It was Necrons or something, wasn't it? I don't know. But uh, I hope I hope you had a good time at the LGT anyway. Um, so that was us. I th- I felt like for the team it was a wonderful weekend. Like we had a really good time. It was nice to have everyone out. We had so many of us there, and I felt like although Lee was the only four one. We, we gave a good account of ourselves and it was very fine margins, I think, between a few players and a few results. So I think we were very chuffed with that. Um, I'm going to sort of, for our wrap-up section, get each of you to think about what you yourself have learned um, and then what you feel you've developed in this UKT season just gone and what you're hoping to do in the next one coming so if we start with you lee and work back round what what how do you feel this first season has been what do you feel you've learned and what are you looking to take forwards well i only went and bloody won it didn't i not the whole thing <laughs> you did the chaos space you marines won the chaos so, uh, space marines, top chaos space marines yeah which is um, yeah it's, it's it feels really weird because i think it's basically i am quite lucky because it was off the back of the fact that no one really played them in during eighth but, but, uh, but, meant, but you did is the thing you turned up that is the thing you turned up there. and you also did better than anyone else that was turning up because some people did still play Chaos Space Marines true. they were, they were true. just getting annihilated <laughs> um, but it was 
it was a season of learning things because yeah. it's, it's, I've played so many armies that I've never played before. Um, and each of those big tournaments was a, a massive learning curve. Um, like when you, uh, in the last one, so one of the results that really helped me was um, Birmingham where I went four and one as well. And that was the first time I'd ever played sisters yeah. and managed to get the win against versus sisters. And yeah. you learn so much in those games, like the Tau yeah. in LGT that, from that experience, the next time I know that I, I can go in and what I have to do against things. So it was, it's going to be a massive learning curve. And I think that'll hold me instead for, for next season, because yeah. the more of these different armies that I get to play against the, the better I become. Definitely. Um, and if we're looking for kind of uh, resolutions, Oh, absolutely. This new season. Yeah. Um, I've got, I'm, I'm looking, I'm hunting for a five and oh, that's, that's yeah, my, my goal for the season. Man. That's a very um, nice goal to have. Because I've had, well, one four and one with the old Empress Children code, um, the old Codex. I've got my four and one with the new Codex. Admittedly, with Bile, but I think Empress Children are stronger anyway. So, oh that's yeah, the way to go with those. I think you've um, got more versatility there. Mm, so um, I'm back on the Empress Children um, with those two back-to-back four and ones in majors. The next stop is the Dream yeah. Five and O. That's yeah. what we're aiming for. And I think it's a good time to hunt for that because when you're in form yourself and a book is in a good place, is the time to push and just see mm. what you can do, right? And I think that's certainly one of the things I learned is that both your form and the strength of your armies fluctuates. So when those two things line up, you've got to go for it and just put yourself yeah. out there and, and keep plugging away and really, really yeah. push, right? Make the most of it. So that's I strongly oh. encourage it. Go get them. I think it's a I good do, I do wish I could play more, though. That's the only thing I think, yeah. say, with the... I'm sure lots of people in the hobby experience the fact that you've got far too many children and uh, <laughs> not, enough, not enough weekend time. And you can't get rid of them and they can't come with you. So you just got to go to as many tournaments as you can. So yeah. that's that's my, my other struggle is um, trying to... Um, pretend that I don't have children and get away for as many weekends as possible without my wife divorcing me. <laughs> I was going to say, so you nice. set yourself the goal of 5-0. and o. What mm-hmm. are you going to do to try and make that happen? Okay. What's different? So um, I'm currently writing my Empress Children lists. And as, as we've seen at LGT, okay. um, when we play on the UKTC terrain, the shooting channels for those Blastmasters are, are delicious. So I think with the focus on Empress Children, um, the tweaking of a list to play suitably into that terrain. I think you take away the issues you've got with Bile because Bile can't interact yeah. with other shooting armies. Um, yeah. You have a plan whereas B. Empress Children, really yeah. And the, the other thing with, um, with Bile is I didn't even play the 10 Terminator brick. Um, I played MSU Bile. Um, and mm. I think that that Terminator brick or something similar causes people so many more problems, especially the shooting yeah. armies. So with those two components, and the use of the kind of fight last elements that um, Empress Children has, I think it's a, another step above Bile if played well. Um, I, I totally agree. And that's, I think, I think and played, that's what I well, played well, combat armies outside of Bile can't deal with you, I don't mm. think, um, or certainly most of them. And then Empress Children actually have a plan B into shooting armies. And I think we, we saw that borne out at, at LGT and, and a couple of events since. So, And you're the kind of player who has has the skill set to get the most out of both of those. So yeah, exciting. It'll be good. And hopefully Definitely. they'll also get away with it in the data slate because I imagine Bile's on their radar, but I don't know that Empress Children is. We'll have to see. Um, I heard so that, that Baden's coming down by 50 points as well. So yeah. Oh yeah, no, he needs, he needs to be cheaper. <laughs> you barely see him. You hardly see him. Um, 
no, those I think those are good resolutions, and I think a bit of ambition. I like to, you know, obviously, you know, we we like to set goals that aren't based in and around outcomes. But I think, you know, you're you've you've come on massively as a player this year, and it's 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 a nice thing to be pushing for at this moment in time. When 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 things are when form and form and and meta feel good, it's a good time to chase those things. Um, very nice. Um, and how about you, Stuart? Um. So reflections on the season. So I've attended 12 tournaments with Death Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pushing... I think LGT took me to my 100th 2,000 point GT pack rep. <laughs> um, for want of a better word. I'd yeah. say competitive. It might as well just call it a competitive rep because rep, I don't really get a chance to play anyone that's rubbish. Um <laughs> um i don't know if that's that but that's probably for the best um i promised myself i'd take death guard till january okay um for the itc season um and then what happens after that i'm not sure really um i may may just keep the itch too much it depends if i can paint what else I've got planned in time to, mm. to feel I can give it a good go and learn it. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's just the grind. I, none of the things that I've done wrong in the games that I've played have anything to do with what army I was playing. So I can still, you can always learn something oh, regardless yeah, yeah. of what you choose to take. Um, so I might give myself a bit of a break um, from feeling like I'm grinding the death guard out and maybe mix up a bit try yeah. some other things out to try and improve as a player. Um, but from an UKTC perspective, um, I achieved two two of the things that I kind of I, I set out to do. I ended up in the top five in Death yep. Guard, which was great. I ended up in the top 100 in the UK, which was great. Um, um, and, you know, LGT eluded me this time around, but, you know. Still, good learning needs to be had. Yeah. Well, I would. I'm not. I was. I was. I wanted. I wanted to place higher than I did the year before. That was my. That was my personal goal to myself. uh, Because I felt I'd let myself down in the last one, where actually I'd been on table twenty. Yeah. At four and zero, giving myself a chance and messed it up. So it was kind of more a case of going. But there's other super majors where I can just do equally well, and we've got Leicester. We've got Nottingham coming up. So we do. we'll see how it no, goes. It's exciting, as I say. I think obviously in death, you are as dangerous a player as there is piloting Death Guard. But I do, yeah. I've got a hunch that once we once we try you on something else, we might see even even scarier new dimensions to your to your play. So I am excited to seeing you on some different armies, particularly the kinds of things I know are being being sort of uh, plotted and schemed in the background. I think it'd be really, <laughs> really interesting and a bit terrifying to see your brain applied to those kinds of, of, of tools. So more on that as yeah, it things develops. Things with more than movement five. Things, things weird. that are quick and, and sneaky and janky <laughs> and turn up in places you don't want them to turn up. Yeah, I, I can see I can see you Could being be a, a, real, a real pain in the ass <laughs> with those kinds of tools. Um, and how about yourself, Chris? Yeah, so um, obviously the front half of the season, I was I got lucky with the timing of my admech army. Oh, you and I, you and I both did. We had a great, yeah. great first half of season. Uh, a great time, you know. <laughs> won a tournament. Was doing I was actually so... better at Warhammer then somehow. I don't really know. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing worse now. I don't know. <laughs> 
Um, when were Death God good? Because like, I missed that bit. <laughs> you never yeah, got that, was, man. Yeah, <laughs> I think we were allowed out. We they, were, they, were good, they were good on Tabletop Simulator. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's when they were good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then obviously I could fall back to my custodies because yeah. um, they, they obviously had a hot streak as well. Um, I've been really enjoying the Harlequins. Like, they're probably the army I enjoyed the most. Like That's My super- results haven't been great recently but every single time i lose i can pinpoint why mm. um very rarely is it that i've lost because um i've kind of i've just lost against the better army quite most of the time yeah. i can pinpoint the moment where i lost the game yeah um so i think that's in terms of like the long run that's quite good that i can identify that um so for me um i'm planning on sticking with the aldar um be it Harlequins or maybe dabbling in Inari. I'll definitely give Inari a go. You should try it. See, definitely try it. Um, if I can ever build this damn Howling Banshee, it's not going well. Um, <laughs> They're actually quite literally, yeah. literally, the first cut I made was I chopped a foot off a stone, which I wasn't supposed to do. <laughs> That's why you don't podcast and clip, boys. No, come on, do Dangerous, dangerous can't game. Yeah. <laughs> um but no, like we'll see what the beta, uh, the data balance slate does. Like there are certain aspects I really like of the um, Harlequins, and if they go or you can't take them, then you know we'll have to see if I still want to play them. But I imagine I will, um, and I feel like I've hit a ceiling of a certain level with the Harlequins. If I could stop making this certain mistakes, I'll be at the top of that level but it's not high enough level to be hitting the four one five O's consistently. Yeah. Um, I think if I stop making those mistakes. I could get closer to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like I, I most of the time I go into a game, I have a game plan, I know where things are going, I can kind of play the, the game plan every time, but I feel like it's not the perfect game plan and I feel like I need to adapt how I play. So yeah. I might have a little experiment of playing a lot more aggressively. I usually play yeah. the arm quite defensively. You do want to play aggressively. And try and have stuff at the end. So yeah. I might try the really that so i might just go to the tournament but right i'm just going to be super aggressive not mm-hmm. stupid but super aggressive and see if that actually works yeah. just experiment with that as a play style and see if i can learn from that yeah. i'm generally quite good at trying to take learning opportunities from each tournament you know i it sucks at the time but afterwards i can reflect and go well, actually i learned a lot from this tournament i can apply this next yeah. time um and you know that's obviously the LGT was the hope that you would apply it all, but you know at the end of the day, I still learned a lot. I, the, the amount of times this troop master has lost me again. I, it, I was um, thinking that earlier on. As you started telling another troop master loses me the game story. I've, I've been now. here. I've been here so many times where, <laughs> where the troop master fucks it all up for Chris he really again. Ruins profit, so. If he's not in the list, he can't lose you the game. <laughs> he doesn't kill anything when he's supposed to. I think I'm just going to go three. I've decided three shallow Yeah, Fucking do it. Why not? Yeah, get him yeah. out. Get him yeah. out. He's gone. The He's gone. We've heard it here first. <laughs> um, see you at Coventry with three shallow tears. Yeah, boom. boom. Lovely. That's my target. No, very cool. no, no very troop. Just get another five troop. Yeah, that's it. Just more bodies. Yeah, yeah. well, no, I've already got nine. There's, there's still more stuff to be done with Harlequins. And even, I mean, I feel like light is probably the most likely to get hit. And even if that does happen, there are. Well, Jack just won um, Twilight. There's, there's still stuff you can do with, with Twilight on, and Dark on different settings, different boards. But but Yanari, you'll have fun with because it it just gives you a whole suite of new to- toys to play with, right? And it's 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 very enjoyable. Well, um, there's a playing. lot of ways a lot of ways to lose the game playing as Yanari. So I look forward to you learning all of that. I'm excited. Really, it has to. Oh, you have to get it all right, but it, it's super, super fun. 
Very so. nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, I had, I had a really good year. I think I, I kept, I swung in and out of taking it very seriously and then pissing about depending on how sort of good stuff I was playing was. Jukari was spiked a couple of times and I had a really nice time with that. I had that one weekend on Harlequins that was sort of like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and, then, and then got off that. But I, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've definitely got a good sense of how the game works and how what you need in a competitive event and what, what the sort of matchups are. And as the meta changes, it's funny, isn't it? Because the, the, the meta swings in and out and you, often you need a few goes round of a particular moment in the meta to actually really feel like you're comfortable with it. I guess I feel fairly comfortable where the game's at at the moment, but I guess it will all change again with um, Guard and World Eaters and the like before too long. Um, and for next year, I don't, I haven't decided what I want to run, but I think I want to sort of mix and match between having some fun on stuff I know isn't as good and also really, really swinging for a few events with some really, really filthy stuff as well. But I just need to decide what what concoctions that will be. So I'm, I'm looking forward to working that out. But um, we've got a good team now, so it's all going to be very competitive, right? We're all going to be trying. Yeah, it's going to be competitive. We've got team events as well to pick each other. We've got team or... events to write really filthy lists for as well. So I think I quite like the idea of really just putting the foot on the gas with that and just seeing what we can all do and i think that'll be really fun and actually it'll be very good to play within the team more often than we do yeah more training we can yeah that's it have actual make sure we get game days where we're really really testing ourselves and throwing different things at each other and and i think we'll come on leaps and bounds for that so it'll definitely be a case of yeah getting stuck in and making the most of a ninth edition whilst we still have it as well um as we as we ride it down <laughs> whatever comes next brilliant all right well i think that's a sensible length of a podcast episode so we'll probably call it there for the time being but thank you very much chaps for joining me and thanks for a wonderful lgt weekend uh thanks lee for finally paying us all back for dinner apart from stuart (laughs) (laughs) um and we have been the plus and we are only getting bigger and stronger and better so we will see you all around soon um thanks very much for listening see you next time bye bye